0: Rainfood Food Podcast. It's back. Today, like, this, this episode's not just to do with Jurassic Park, but reading all through this one before we got started, I'm like, this is basically the Jurassic Park episode. I mean, it deals with this really important part of Jurassic How do you feel about Jurassic Park? This was like a, a really big movie for me as a, has your audio crashed again? No, I just no, was waiting, okay waiting for it yeah. dear listener uh, I think we're gonna we we could leave this bit in, um, but this is our third attempt for some reason when we start recording this week's podcast. we think someone doesn't want David talking about Jurassic Park because every time he goes to answer my question that I've asked three times in a row now about whether he likes Jurassic park his 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 audio has died, so
1: yeah.
0: I'm gonna be brave. tell me what you think about Jurassic park
1: I liked the um I liked the first one a lot, yeah, um but. Yeah. The uh, you know obviously they got progressively worse and I didn't I mean the latest one was okay like I mean it was sort of like entertaining in its own way but I I didn't care for that one that much either but the original awesome loved it loved it it I feel like they brought it back around with Jurassic World
0: like it got better again mm-hmm. but like those original three I feel they jumped the shark when uh uh Sam Neill's character was blowing into like a dinosaur larynx and communicating with the dinosaurs <laughs> and I'm like. <sighs> Uh, <laughs> I could let the bit about frog splicing DNA go, like somehow, but yeah. I'm totally not okay with him blowing into a dinosaur larynx. Mm-hmm. Uh, how old?
1: How old were you when that came out? Like, uh, so it was like '93, was it? 1993,
0: uh, five or six. Oh wow. wow. yeah. Yeah, no, this was like uh, I, this I, was I saw. Quite... It. I saw it in the theaters. at the Whoa! Time. Yeah, yeah. Or I Yeah. Was... I don't think I. I don't think I saw it in the theater.
1: Yeah, I was probably like ten or something like that. Nine or ten, something
0: somewhere in there oh yeah you're a few years older than me so that yeah. would make sense yeah. it was a pg though or like uh what would that be an american like a yeah, parental yeah. guidance yeah. so you can go see it but it could be a little bit risky to show your kids jurassic park
1: yeah yeah Maybe. i mean it was
0: like for a kid there's a guy who's gets bitten in half while he's taking a dump in like the mm-hmm. you know when he's he's i really gotta go or whatever he says and he rushes out and i'm like that's a mistake that's yeah. a mistake in that situation you just crap your pants come on
1: come yeah on. that that uh, that movie actually still to this day freaks out my wife completely which is really wow. hilarious like she would always refuse to watch it and then we watched it and and it was it was quite hilarious to observe even like from the very beginning like the not even like a jump scare but seriously jumping all over the place it was hilarious
0: yeah i i think I, she found it less scary now
1: no, she is just as scary. She, she's oh. still terrified by it, which was hilarious. Like, I actually know a few people who like that. And I'm like, really? And I think it must just be because they, they were terrified by it when they were a kid. And so it just sort of like still freaks them out a little bit. There's
0: like latent memories. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I had the opposite. Like, I, I remember seeing it, the original it, when I was really well, young yeah. and being absolutely terrified. Yeah. Like, uh, no clowns, no more. Like, and, and, not a you know bad times and then people were like wow this new it's really good and i'm like this ain't scary this is basically a thriller this isn't a horror movie mm-hmm. and yeah and then i haven't actually gone and seen the original it again um, but i imagine it's not really that scary anymore mm-hmm. i think movies mm-hmm. also got way more scary like do you yeah. ever see the ring no i haven't no. scary as <laughs> ever. maybe it's not I it started like 20 years ago but it was really scary <laughs> We could stop bantering about Jurassic Park and we could actually get into some facts. But I I think we have some stuff. We did a couple of episodes on Teddy Roosevelt, right? And we had a Mm -hmm. bit of a follow-up on him because apparently we can't fit everything about Teddy Roosevelt yeah. into into two episodes.
1: Yeah, so I may I threw in a comment there that like uh, he may have helped uh, delay World War One a little bit, and then I completely and then I completely did not actually mention it in the bonus fact at all, like how how this came to be. So um, I thought we should actually throw that in there for people who are curious really quickly. Okay. Are, for, are you familiar at all with your? I don't know. In, um, in English history, did they teach the first Moroccan crisis? No, it is indeed the first I've heard of the first Moroccan crisis. <laughs> yeah, this was actually like a big deal, and like almost like given given the players involved and how World War One actually came to be with all the treaties and stuff, sort of triggering everything. It seems like if this would have gone on to France and Germany ended up, uh, you know, fighting like. All the treaties would have triggered almost the same way. So you probably would have give, gotten World War One, you know, whatever, seven years or whatever it was earlier. And so, and this is where, this is where Teddy Roosevelt comes in. So like at the time, basically what was happening here is Britain and France for the first time were kind of on the same page, you know, I mean, maybe not the first time, but you know, they were, they were kind of budding up a little bit over this, uh, over who, what, European power should you know sort of hold sway over Morocco and France was like this is ours Germany's like this is ours and uh and so it was like this thing but Britain was kind of back in France and so this was a problem for Germany it wasn't so much that they cared so much about Morocco what they actually cared about was the fact that Britain and France were seemingly you know getting buddied up oh. a little bit and so this is this, like completely would shift power in Europe you know now it's not like you know Britain France and Germany as these separate entities now it's like oh France and Britain are buddies this isn't good <laughs> and so this is what this is what actually you know Germany really cared about so they they you know tensions were mounting and everything and you know France was marshalling their troops Germany was doing the same and uh, so Germany for whatever reason i assume just because maybe they thought the US would never want to back Britain cuz you know it wasn't like complete buddies at this point you know still <laughs> i don't know why but like i couldn't actually find why germany but germany was convinced that the u.s would back them and so uh so they they wanted roosevelt to kind of you know publicly state this but roosevelt kind of was like ah i'm just gonna stay neutral because you know people were still upset about this last time when that what was that um when he he brokered that treaty the russo whatever war that was yeah, Russo-Japanese War. Yeah, so he he, and that's what he got the Nobel Peace Prize for. And so Germany was trying to get him to kind of to come in on it, and he was like, "No, I don't think so. My, you know, people in the U.S. weren't happy with me interfering in Europe, so I'm just going to stay out of it." But yeah. Germany interpreted this somehow like his stance, his neutral stance, is like now he's 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 totally on our side. And so they they wanted a bunch of nations to get together and hold a little conference and resolve the situation without war if they could. But France was like, nope, we're not going to do it. Morocco's ours. You want to go to war? Let's do it. Uh, And so they basically asked Roosevelt. They said, hey, Roosevelt, can you convince France, you know, like mediate for us and, and get France in on the action? And so what happened was Germany. I can't remember the name of the of the politician that did it, but he actually told Roosevelt that Germany would back whatever Roosevelt wanted to do, like suggest at the conference, like if he, if he could get France in. And so Roosevelt, who was actually more, um, hold on. So get France in on the conference in on the, okay. Okay, good. Yeah. So, so that they could, they'd get together and sort of resolve the situation. And Germany said, okay, Roosevelt, we're going to, we're going to back you, whatever you say. And this is just yeah. a complete, like, really, why would you do that? Like amateur, like because the Germans had thing.
0: misinterpreted his neutral stance yeah, as being on their side previously. They
1: thought for sure the U.S. would be on their side <laughs> instead of Britain and okay. France's. And so and and Roosevelt uses this fact. He says, hey, and he's that he was actually personally like more on France's side. And <laughs> and so he goes and the France says, OK, we'll go. So ended up 13 nations end up there 10 France is coming. They're good. And so they go there. But, yeah. you know, it turns out everyone but Austria-Hungary is on uh, is on France's side on this one. They're just like, no, nope, Germany, this is theirs. Uh, and so <laughs> this is a this is a real problem. And it turns out the U.S. as well was like, you know, no, we're, we're going to back France on this one and Britain. And like this is a, this is a major like shift in power, because now not only like their worst fears of like France and Britain getting together, now they've actually made the problem worse because now France and Britain are like, you know, we're on the same side and all these other nations and the US are all on France's side and kind of buddying up to each other. And everyone's just kind of put their cards out. Like this is where yeah. we all pretty much stand. And it's like, you've got Austria-Hungary
0: and yeah. we've got everyone else.
1: Yeah, and you can sort of see like these the shades of World War One happening here on the on the drawing the, the lines, you know. Um although although yeah. it, Italy was Italy was still backing France on this one. But um Yeah, so it ends up At a certain point in the conference, France is like, enough, Germany, you're not going to agree to any of the terms. Because, of course, they were really against Germany and just kind of giving France what they wanted. And so they were enough. And so France started marching their troops towards Germany and Germany started marshaling their troops and going there. And so at this point, this is where Roosevelt steps in and uses his promise. He says, Look, Germany, you said, you said if I made a proposal, you would back it. So no matter what I said. And so, and finally, Germany was like, All right. And Germany's looking at the, you know, all the nations involved. It's like, okay. We're not going, this is not going to work out for us. And so they, you know, it ended up Roosevelt put forth forth a proposal and then, you know, things got tweaked and everything. Uh, And in the end of the day, Germany signed it. It had a few things in there that kind of helped Germany save face a little bit, but mostly it was just France. France gets everything they wanted. So that ended up uh, resolving the crisis. And this was 1905. And so, you know slightly but if you look at the players involved in everything this was like a foreshadowing of world war one like same drawing the lines
0: yeah same tinderbox of treaties just waiting to go off
1: yeah and it came close but Roosevelt, you know his part his i mean he wasn't like he was a major part overall in a lot of i mean he wasn't even there for a lot of the negotiations and things but yeah so you know he played a part in kind of diffusing the crisis and so you know may have helped delay world war one
0: slightly so how many more years do you think it's going to be before we get to come back to roosevelt because i mean we've literally done two and a half episodes on he's, roosevelt
1: he's great i i really he like is great he's got so yeah. many interesting he's got tons of other stuff we could cover that aren't like you know so we've covered some of the stuff that's sort of implication for world history and stuff but he's got a lot of stuff that's just interesting like his travels and stuff that are kind of fun
0: tell you what let's wait until at least next week uh, maybe we could make it like a trope of the podcast every week we start with did you know teddy roosevelt before
1: we move into our dinosaur talk do you want to uh do you want to do some itunes reviews? Yeah, we should cuz we're getting pretty close to 100 and for the people who haven't listened, once we get to 100, we're going to pick randomly one person to win a $100 gift card or whatever equivalent currency and then after that a couple runner up prizes.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. T- 25 and 25 I think for people 2 yeah. and 3. So yeah, get on to tunes and leave it. we're at 91 right now, so we are we are really really close and it important we say uh, it doesn't have to be a five-star. Give us your honest review. Although, you know, five stars are always preferred.
1: (laughs) And please do leave feedback again, because that's actually like just leaving a star review is like not... I mean, it's nice and everything. uh, But, you know, it's nice to actually know why. Why did you pick five-star? Why did you pick one-star? Whatever.
0: And you know what we might also do? We might even read it out like we will do for Explore Pineapple, who says, These two go so in-depth, they really give you the details. And unlike your high school history teacher... That's a mouthful, isn't it? High school history teacher. They are entertaining while they do it. A topic is never uninteresting and an interview never boring. P.S. I agree with the new format, which was, I think, splitting off the show because we used to do a big old variety show where we wrapped everything into like some two and a half hour beast of an episode and people were like, it's quite long, guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like like this one. Someone says, I love waffles. Five star by Flatman. But P.H. Flatman says, they waffle on a lot and it's great. Noxlock Noxlock not Noxlock Three says While I miss another show they moved to YouTube. I've fallen in love with the new format. Give it a try.
1: There we so go. That's nice. Does that imply that Noxlock has been with us since the very beginning in the original Daily Knowledge podcast? This was like four years ago. Oh,
0: you think he Oh, I see. Oh, he means the other show
1: that we or moved she. to YouTube. Like, she, I guess. I don't know.
0: True. I always I always kind of biased towards he because 87% of our audience <laughs> on YouTube are men. So I'm always yeah, like But maybe it's not the same on podcasts, you know? That's that's entirely possible. Yeah. Although um I was doing a touring to someone who did does a it I don't know why it surprised me, but because I know it's to be true. Like a lot of people we were talking to at VidCon, they had the same thing as us, but even more. It was like yeah. one guy had like 95% male audience. Like, wow, that
1: is like yeah. Well, and they didn't believe really? us when we were like when we were like eighty three or something. Male, they were like, "No, it's like ninety five, right?" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I don't." And it turns out it really is like eighty three or whatever.
0: I was talking to someone uh, who does a uh, the criminally listed. Uh, it's a, it's a YouTube channel that uh, basically does you know true crime stuff. Majority women, fascinating. That that's really interesting. But then now I think about it, like true crime and mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Is generally even though you think wait serial killers
1: and stuff isn't this like a a man topic like yeah.
0: killing and it's like no like women really love
1: that's that's my wife's favorite genre of like shows and everything right just loves it that's interesting because yeah they did say at the at the VidCon they said the one exception they knew was was Hank and John Green right like they they actually kind of had like a fifty fifty split or whatever on men and women but every other fact thing was always always just all men, basically.
0: It's interesting because I think, you know, I, I think of like Hank and John Green and especially SciShow, like uh, as content, like especially our science stuff is quite in that vein. It's, it's presented in a similar way and all of this stuff, similar length, daily content. But it's like their audience is quite different to us, I think. Like ours is yeah. more, definitely older. a little bit older, definitely a little bit more dudes.
1: <laughs> yeah, they definitely skew much younger. And I'm sure from John Green and his work probably attract uh, more women that way.
0: That's true with his novels. And what else do we have? Any other reviews you wanted to hit on? I saw there was one. Uh, Kodiak324. I love out.com and used to love the Daily Knowledge podcast. We've had a lot of Daily Knowledge people. This was our old show before we started doing this show, which was basically just, if you're familiar with our YouTube channel, which is, you know, much less banter around the topic, just like, here's the facts, get them in your brain. Yeah. Um, that's what the Daily Knowledge podcast was like. Uh, he continues, or she. Or she or she continues. So I was excited to see something new coming from Damon and Simon. At first, I wasn't too sure about this show, and it seemed kind of long and random. Probably right. But with the change in focus to shorter episodes that alternate between knowledge topics and general info and interviews, makes all of the episodes much more enjoyable. Thank you, Kodiak324. Five stars.
1: That's good. These people, these people who were around since the uh, beginning, they're going to really like in the next month or two the announcement of the, uh, of the Erudition podcast. I think we were, did, no,
0: did we? we didn't mention this. I think I just recorded the uh, yeah. the intro for this um, and, yeah. and sent it to you. So I was quite familiar with this lately. I even defined erudition as like, is it the acquisition of knowledge? I've already forgotten.
1: <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think it's displaying, displaying uh, uh, abnormally a lot of knowledge about some subject or something like that. I've completely yeah. forgot the exact definition now, but it fits perfectly to what we do. The reason my friends find me irritating now. <laughs> What was that tagline? Someone gave a great, great tagline. Oh, but, that was great.
0: Oh no, we're we not gonna remember. Are we really not gonna remember it right now?
1: I love this, and I totally want to use it like as a slogan. But they came up with it, so I, we probably have to ask permission. Like, but we should definitely use it as a slogan somewhere. All right. So this was a woman, actually, ironically, uh, mm-hmm. is uh, Kang a Kong says uh, nice to graffiti on a blank brain cell. So her, her full comment was. Nice quickie, so to speak, concerning this information. Disgusting, but nice to graffiti on a blank brain cell. That's great. I love that.
0: I really like that. We should probably get permission.
1: Yeah, so, uh, but yeah. Is that just was...
0: a random YouTube comment? Or, yeah, uh... this was
1: on uh, when I was doing, I was posting on the community some quick facts so just to see how people liked those. And uh, they did, but mm-hmm. the first one I posted was um, on the bed bug reproduction where the males, they literally stabbed the females, like like actually stabbed them. Um, <laughs> yeah, in the their... abdomen, right? Yeah. And then they just, you know, that's how they mate. And, uh, you know, so so and then they just the kind of the the sperm circulates around ends up in that little sperm storage structure. And then, yeah, and the males are perfectly happy to to stab other males. They don't really care. It's just like the, the more plump the bed bug, the more likely like the more sexually attracted they are to that bed bug. And so they'll just go trying to stab them with their penis wow and, and yeah they're very forward-thinking bed bugs yeah rather rather than actually use because the, the bed bug females actually do have like a reproductive tract they could use but instead they just stab anywhere they can get on the body like this is wow just hilarious so that was her her comment on the that's disgusting but nice to to graffiti on a blank brain cell there you go graffiti on a blank brain cell though that's 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 our that's what we do i think it works Dude, I'm
0: so I'm. Uh, we got to get into this Jurassic Park giant dinosaur stuff. I mean, I know we've been going 20 minutes, but I'm also quite excited about this one because. Speaking of waffling on. Speaking of Jurassic Park, tell me, tell me what's going on today.
1: So there's the in the in the the film. There's the the famous part uh, where the supposedly the Tyrannosaurus Rex cannot see you if you don't move. And so you have yeah. that that scene where he's like, uh, Doctor Alan Grant's, you know, he's like, "Don't move. He can't see you if you don't move, or whatever." And then you know, the one guy, the lawyer, was it or something, ends up getting eaten because he runs off or whatever. Uh-huh. I can't, I can't uh, remember now. Yeah, there was that was it the fi- the guy who gets eaten
0: in the bathroom. The uh, the finance guy.
1: Yeah, and then the other guy ends up moving as well. I don't know. They all get eaten by dinosaurs. Yeah. So so yeah, the uh, so he says this, and that's just not true at all. Like uh, oh. that's that's not even a thing. And so it's. Sort of this episode. Episode gonna... done. Thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing: is a lot of people are like, you could have just answered yes or no, and it's like, yeah, but that misses all the interesting parts. Like, you can, and you but... don't.
0: Then you don't get the Roosevelt story.
1: Yeah, I do think sometimes we should just do that though, like where we have like something, and then just you know, just be like, no, and then just end the video.
0: That would be hilarious. That's a great idea. you Do something like really sarcastic, like,
1: do vaccines work?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and then just, yeah, one that, yeah, one that definitely lends itself to a lot, like you want more and then just like, no, we're just gonna, yeah. we're just gonna give one <laughs> word and then we're done. But yeah, no, so, so the interesting, the, the, what this episode will be about is how do mm-hmm. we actually know this? How do we know that this thing, you know, that lived millions of years ago? could see you just fine like even if you were just standing completely still so that's what this is going to be about and so okay. the debate on this actually to, to sort of really look into this came about i mean almost exactly when the movie came out because there was uh, this guy professor kent stevens at the university of oregon uh so he yeah. was he was saw this and he was like well what do, what do we actually know about T-Rex, you know, vision, like, can we, is this actually a thing? And so he launches Project Dynamorph in 1993, and um, so the part of this project was going to be to, uh, you know, look at uh, scientifically useful yet simplified digital models of dinosaur skeletons, as he put it, and as a side effect of this was to sort of look at the T-Rex and kind of, you could learn a lot about their vision based on their, you know, their facial structure and their eyes and, you know, brain and everything like
0: that. I like this guy's job, it's like he watches movies and he's like, I wonder, I wonder... Let's go model some dinosaurs yeah let's
1: do it and yeah so he's, he speaks at a conference in june of 1993 mm. right when the movie was coming out and then he immediately after goes and he stocks to the, the to a paleo artist which i didn't even know that was a thing named garfield Minot. Mino.
0: someone's got to draw all those dinosaurs right because we're yeah. kind of guessing how they look
1: yeah and so yeah this is actually his job and so yeah he goes to him because he wants a you know life-size re- reconstruction um, so Garfield, that uh, Garfield guy was working on a lifetime reconstruction of the T Rex. And so he provided yeah. Stevens with like some sculptures and things that he could then use to sort of analyze this stuff. And so he was also looking at the Velociraptor, which is uh, sort of a side story. The the uh the Velociraptor in Jurassic Park series is nothing like the actual Velociraptor.
0: We did did we do a video about this? They're more like yeah. turkeys, aren't they? Yeah, they're like like
1: a, a slightly oversized turkey and like literally like a like if you've seen a wild turkey, particularly, like just picture like fifty percent bigger or whatever, and that as with feathers and all, like the whole thing. Uh, I think they had a long wow. tail or something as well. But yeah, that that was that's the actual Velociraptors, and they're not really like
0: the. Did they hunt in packs, and could they be communicated with by blowing through <laughs> the larynx of one of their dead comrades?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the uh, it, if memory serves, they did not. They were quite uh, lone, lone animals, lone hunters, and stuff. As the thought is, and and yeah, no they weren't they actually weren't as dinosaurs go they actually weren't that intelligent um you know most dinosaurs weren't that intelligent but this one particularly wasn't thought to be that that great in many ways reflecting the modern day turkey yeah well yeah exactly the modern day turkey oh, wild turkey's are not too i mean they're dumb but like but if you've not, ever not so dumb i actually in high school did raise like uh domestic turkeys at one point and uh, this they are so <laughs> yes, you do incredibly dumb like I literally have to put like shiny object in their water at first to teach them you know okay drink this is is water drink it and and then when they get older it, it becomes a little bit of a problem because they're actually quite big and they get pretty aggressive the males and they have these like, huge talons right they can rip you open pretty good so I would go in their cages yeah. and there's like you know 50 of them you know walking around and they're all yeah. strutting and like they're gonna attack me they get in their little like they puff up and you know they're they're getting aggressive because they're in their you know wanting to mate or whatever and I would literally bring just in case I had this like knockoff samurai sword but the great thing about this sword was just that it was so shiny that like instantly you would just like wave it in front of them and they would all of them would completely forget That they were just about to attack me or whatever, and just like, what? What's this shiny thing? And they're just like, going to their little, their little thing of just looking at it. So it was a good, like, a defense weapon as well as just like air. Shiny object, and they're done.
0: And that is why we eat them.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, going back to the the model of the T. Rex, so he's using um, models, and of course, lasers, which is you know what any good science. Why everything's better when you're using lasers? Exactly. Uh, so, and and taxidermic glass eyeballs and everything to look at what they're he wanted to find out their visual field, the depth perception, <laughs> and their binocular range. So that's the the area that can be viewed like um, at the same time by both eyes. And so, just to look at these dinosaurs, and the T. Rex was one of them. And uh, so yeah, he published the results. It actually took him quite a while. In 2006, so this is like 13 years later. So yeah, I don't know if this was like a side project or if he just like really went in depth on this. Just
0: to clarify here, he went in with this hypothesis that he he essentially just got it from the movie, right?
1: Well, yeah, it was just kind of this word like, all right, let's let's learn more about what these animals because you know a lot of stuff dinosaurs we don't really know you know a lot, but the technology is there to learn a lot, yeah. and we have um, stuff. So yeah, he's just gonna look and see what what do they actually. What do they actually can they do? Like exactly?
0: But the the original idea in the movie was just that was just movie writers, right? Just like it will be handy if in this scene he can't see us if we don't move. Yeah. That'll be dramatic. I've never actually, or read maybe the, in the Crichton book because it's yeah, based it on maybe Michael from Crichton's the novel.
1: book or something. And you know, like he did actually solid book by the way. Have you read that? No, I have not read that one. But yeah, he did. He did, a, he did a lot of research for it, so it wasn't like you know like Crichton when he did it. So maybe he read this somewhere, and maybe this was a thought somewhere that the T Rex couldn't see, but yeah, uh, it turns out not. And so um <laughs> so basically the when to 13
0: years of reset. <laughs> yeah.
1: The when talking about the animal's binocular range, so he says like the better its depth perception and capacity to distinguish object, even those that are motionless are camouflaged. So so if they have like this bigger binocular range, and it turns out the T Rex has a binocular range of fifty five degrees, which is even wider than Hawks. So they had like a very good uh, perception of to distinguish objects like them very acutely which is you know you as a as a hunter species it's not totally surprising and he also in the in the he wasn't just looking at the t-rex so he goes on and he's looking and actually most of these sort of these theropods um had binocular ranges um similar to modern raptorial birds birds of prey and stuff so they were you know as as,
0: raptorial is the great (laughs) I, i didn't even know that was a word yeah raptorial
1: I feel like that could be like a tutorial about how to rap or yeah, an epic tutorial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Birds of prey. So, and this probably isn't surprising, of course, yeah, given what we know about uh, dinosaurs mm-hmm. and birds subsequently. Um, so, as we'll get into later, like the T Rex, one of the T Rex's most direct descendants, like when you look, is like the chicken and stuff like that. Like, so it's kind of a, <laughs> a disappointing. Yeah, it's kind of went when that, but but actually, um, chickens. It's <laughs> chi- like in, in like. In like a hundred
0: thousand years or whatever, or a million years, it'll be like the descendants of a human. Look at this tapol like creature. It's like that didn't go well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it was interesting though because uh, chickens. Uh, a fun fact is that they, when they originally domesticated, like it was you think it was just food, right? Like we ate them, right? But no, it was for cockfighting. Like this was what this was like one of the early uses of chickens, not so much eating because they are they are. I mean, you get those roosters and stuff; they can be quite aggressive, and they got the big talons and everything.
0: Yeah, I went. To, I went to Mexico. They have like the 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 fights with the cocks, and they, really? they have them in cages, and they wow. have, yeah, they're big nasty yeah. animals.
1: Yeah, and this is what I was saying about the turkey, like, they're a little bit intimidating when you got, like, you know, 40 or 50 of them around you, like, strutting, like, they're going to attack you. Like, they're they oh, big. Oh, yeah, you're wild turkeys. Yeah. They're big, they're, like, you know, you got these, like, 30 pound or 40 pound or whatever, and they're strutting around, Yeah. So
0: our raptorial birds. What was up with our raptorial birds?
1: Yeah, so this was uh, most of these like the T-Rex and stuff had had kind of um and some of these dinosaurs like this had the binocular ranges similar to birds. So so you're thinking from this like they may have just had like the same distinguishing, you know, like birds birds of prey have really good ability to like see a mouse in a field or whatever um from quite right, far away. Right, cuz they're
0: all the way up above like they're they're flying those circles looking yeah. for tiny mice or maybe not so tiny but like m- mice In a field of corn, and they can see that movement and then just sweep down and grab. So we're we're talking like T-Rex has got something similar to that going on.
1: Yeah, they got ends. And you also look at like the progression of the Tyrannosaurus Rex over time, like their snouts over the centuries gradually longer and narrower and their cheekbones dipped more uh, and their eyeballs also got bigger over time. So it's definitely like they were evolving to get better and better vision over time, which, I mean, as you expect, like there's this predatory animal, like that's, that's a good thing for a predatory animal to have.
0: Evolution is cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's always like when looking at that, like, oh, if the thing doesn't move, it can't see you. I always like, when I, when I see that, I'm like, well, but what about like a tree? Like there's not windy. You know, like maybe. In oh, the, that's a great point. Yeah. Like, do they just run into trees all the time <laughs> or, you like, know, whatever? How do they know where the ground is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are they not seeing like a, a rock? It's like, wow, I'm flying. <laughs> Especially for a T Rex, like tripping over a rock and then having to get back up and stuff, use their tail and their arms. got those arms. tiny arms. How's <laughs> yeah. it going to do that? Yeah. I mean, their tiny arms are crazy strong despite. Oh, yeah. The, that's the another leverage. myth. Yeah, like, they were they were super, super strong, which, I mean, probably to help with the aid of their tail, I'm sure, to get them back on their feet and stuff. So it seems like the T-Rex was definitely, their eyes were, I mean, they were huge. They had this great binocular vision. And so, uh, yeah, so Stephen is looking at, the, like, the optic distances of, like, um, and, like, the eagle, chicken, and crocodile, sort of these, like, descendants of the T-Rex, or not descendants, but, you know, like, the similar sort of thing. And he wants to, he's looking at this, and then he's comparing they're known, like we know their visual acuity and stuff like that. And he's going to compare it, like when you look at the size of the T-Rex eyeballs and the position and everything. And so from this, he's going to determine like how roughly how the T-Rex actually saw. So what he actually determined was that, so the best case scenario when he's looking at this is they actually probably somewhere in the vicinity of visual clarity up to 13 times better than a a human, like today, a human today, and about 3.6 times better than an eagle and they could even see pretty clearly up to six kilometers away they could see pretty clearly like their prey from that far away whereas a human what? with about yeah with about the same clarity level a human that's like the equivalent of like if you if you have you know good vision and you could see about 1.6 kilometers away, you know what you could see. so maybe you see a tree, you know whatever that what is that like a mile or three quarters of a mile. Probably somewhere.
0: Uh, Yeah. Oh, wait, this is in kilometers. I'm like, of course I know what a kilometer is. But then I realized, you need it in miles. Uh, Yeah,
1: it's somewhere, (laughs) probably like a half to three quarters of a mile or whatever away. So think about seeing a tree that far away and that's basically kind of the estimate of what a T-Rex could see about six kilometers away. So as Stevens, he sort of summed up with the size of its eyeballs, it couldn't help but have excellent vision.
0: It's exactly a mile, by the way, 1.6 kilometers. Exactly. I feel I can say exactly. It's uh,
1: 0.994. I always had in my head it was more like 2.2 kilometers, but you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that might be like kilograms, uh, 2.2 pounds or, or... yeah, two point two pounds and a kilogram or something like that. So Who doesn't
0: that's... love the imperial system? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, you,
1: you don't call it the imperial system, right? You call it something else. Uh, s- call it the imperial system? I think so. Do we uh, call it standard. Else. We call it maybe standard as well, but imperial. Yeah. Anyway,
0: not important. Maybe we call it something else, and now the British people are gonna have a go at me, being like, "Oh, we call it this, Simon," and I'm like, "You're so American." They're, they're like, You're "So Americanized."
1: Well, the British has like the like the weirdest system of all. Like like the, like the US is at least somewhat consistent, whereas the British yeah, you have, like, true, you have like a uh, like this massive mix of everything
0: it's always the classic I'm 70 kilograms but I'm oh sorry I'm oh, it's not that is it never mind it's uh, <laughs> we we mix it we mix and match <laughs>
1: and then you have stones do you actually like do you know how much you weigh uh, yeah, uh,
0: th- this is it I mean I used to measure myself in stones but now like uh, I've lived in 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 Czech for so long that now I just measure myself now I'm very you know yeah uh, the, the, the scale I have it doesn't have a setting for pounds it's just kilograms so now I know I'm seventy kilograms, and if you know, that's it. Easy.
1: Uh, I was I was wondering, where it, like, uh, like the stones is an actual thing that people do. That does anyone still use that, or is that just like something like a few decades ago? Stones is
0: like just the same as what you use.
1: Yeah, like just. It, but, I mean, but that's what I was wondering: if people actually used it, or if it was just something people made fun of, like Britain for like their stones or whatever.
0: No, no, no. Like I fully, I I would never have any idea how many pounds I weigh, but I used to know. Like I wear like eleven stone, oh, which nice. is. This is it's been so long, which is 154 pounds.
1: That's a huge range Uh, per stone. So, would you say, like, I'm 11.1 stones, or like, do people? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm exactly 11 stones, 70 kilograms.
0: Nice. Yeah, no, we'd definitely use stones, and it'd be like, I'm like 11 and a half stone, or like 10 and a half, but you'd never say, like, I'm 10.1 stone, which is a really wide range. (laughs) Enough waffling. Let's get some dinosaurs
1: on. Yeah, people might be saying, like, okay, but. In the movie. In the they book. might be saying, You promised more dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here's more. Here's where we're going to talk about the frog DNA yes. they use because it's always possible. You know, there are frogs who do have a little bit of trouble with their vision. Like, a, of, I don't know if it's so much seeing the thing or more just registering in their brain. Oh wait, you're talking about how like in Jurassic Park they they're like, we're
0: gonna complete this dinosaur they've got their like Mr. DNA or yeah, whatever Yeah, like great. then we do we extract the DNA from the, the mosquito and then when it's a bit broken we just splice in some DNA from a completely different animal.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so you say you might say, ah, but maybe it's the maybe it's the frog DNA and you know, maybe that was what the, the Dr. Grant or whatever was thinking when he's saying okay, this. Yeah. And so we we can look at that. These I mean, frogs have bad vision. Uh some frogs do some have frogs. like uh, where they, I mean a lot of a lot of animals like dogs and stuff, like when if you're moving, a dog's gonna like perceive you better from farther away. Like this is just to show they can sort of perceive you. Um and I'm not sure. actually sure whether it is that they can't I mean, it can't be that they can't actually see you, right? Like it's more just maybe something trick, triggers in their brain. Like, like you know, when you're looking at something, you might not see it even though it's right in front of you or whatever. And then you kind of...
0: Have you done the this epic optical illusion that you can do if you've got a highlighter and a pen and a mm-hmm. blank piece of paper? You can do it right now. Just draw like a dot mm-hmm. in the center of a piece of paper. Get like your highlighter, like a, you know, a highlighter, like a, yeah. a yellow or like a, a pink one or whatever. Then draw like a big circle around it and it will look obvious as day like Mm -hmm. there's clearly highlighter there Mm -hmm. then just stare at the the dot Mm -hmm. in the center for like I don't know 10 seconds you cannot see the highlighter anymore yeah until you until you move your eyes
1: yeah and so i think it's it's got to be like something like this where their brain is sort of filtering out it's not so much that, that their eyes you know not capable the of eyes being, aren't broken it's the brain yeah, it's yeah. always the, 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 the stupid brain
0: stupid brain
1: and so yeah it's, this, it's the same with like dogs and a lot of um things like where they see so much better if you're if you're moving from far away i mean they can yeah. still see you either way but you know their 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 vision <laughs> their acuity gets so better pitbulls running towards you yeah. don't just be like if yeah. i
0: don't move he can't see me
1: yeah and this this makes sense for any predator animal to sort of evolve this way because you know their prey is probably going to run from them and so you know yep. we'll see it better so yeah so you think like okay maybe maybe it's something with the frog you know there are some frogs that have this so we look and um what he actually says this is such they, a stretch yeah it's <laughs> a total stretch but you know there's always someone who'll argue about something but uh so uh-huh. they use they uh he mentions they use west african frogs uh, in this. Okay. And so not only, uh, the West African this frogs. This is in
0: the novel, right? Not in the, not in the movie or is wait, is this in I the movie? I think this
1: is actually the quote from the movie where they mention this. Oh, okay. And this, yeah, cause this was significant because they can also, these West African frogs sometimes spontaneously change sex, which, um, which is important to the oh, plot. that's the whole thing in the plot. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, so we're looking at that. And so if you look, uh, West African frogs, and so they, the African reed frog, uh, is a potential candidate they could have used because it does have it does have this sort of, like, um, thing where it sees its prey better when it's moving um, uh-huh. and it's slightly blind. But even then, like, it's not like they're, like, completely blind to the thing. Um, and you don't need much movement, it turns out, for a lot of, like, these animals that need some movement or, you know, that see better, like, the, more sharply. Like, you, you need almost no movement. Like, even just breathing, they're going to see you. But most importantly of all, like, when talking to the T-Rex and the not moving, so in the scene... The, the T-Rex is, you know, goes right up to him. He's like, you know, like a foot away from him or whatever, a third a meter away. And he's just right there and like breathing on him. Right. And so it turns out the T-Rex has also had really good sense of smell. Like they had a really big olfactory bulb and um, lots of nerves and stuff relative to their brain size, indicating that they had great, great sense of smells. Actually, um, when looking at this stuff about equivalent to the modern vultures, which can smell dead things from as far away as a couple kilometers. So, you know, a mile or so. Um, so mm-hmm. they had like amazing sense of smell. So either way, even if it couldn't see you, if it's like a foot away from you, breathing on you, it knows you're there. Like, so either way, the person in the movie should have been dead.
0: Wow. This one is, uh, we well, are, yeah, this is unquestionably busted. If we were, if we were MythBusters, yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. This could be, this could be, I like uh, the movie kind of picking apart a movie and their sort of scientific accuracy on things could be interesting, which is where, um, the flick facts channel that I may do at some Play point. thanks. Yeah, there yeah. you go.
0: I was thinking that sounds like a YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, that 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 could be a series on that if I ever actually get the time to do it.
0: CinemaSins does does some stuff like this. Yeah, but it's more, more like joking. It's, yeah. it's not really in depth. It's yeah. just like this was an error. This was an error. Bing, bing, bing. Which yeah. is very amusing
1: though. Yeah, and mostly just for like joking rather than actually like serious. Like no, for real. Like this, this is the science behind this. Like interesting. Yeah. So oh yeah, and T Rex has also had great um, hearing as well. Oh, and the funniest another funny part is um, it turns out it's thought they could only run about. 17 to 25 miles per hour roughly is kind of the the, the range and so that's about 35 mm-hmm. kilometers per hour so like that jeep's chase scene like that would that wouldn't have been dramatic at all in real life it's just been like yeah we can go way faster we easily got away <laughs> yeah <laughs> like because it's not a problem we're like zero to zero to 30 or whatever uh kilometers in no time at all it's like we should just
0: stop and stay really
1: still <laughs> it's like no it's just hop in the jeep and drive off because this isn't going to be hard at all to get away <laughs>
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah busted that one as well i, I you know I, i'm still going to enjoy jurassic park when i rewatch that movie. oh yeah yeah that's just it's it's great yeah and, and the original the,
1: like the special effects were just so amazing like they even hold up like if you watch it now they they still look awesome like and that's well it
0: was all animatronics wasn't it it wasn't like cgi like you watch some movies from like the 90s or yeah. 80s and it's like where they're like using early cgi and yeah. it's like wow we thought this looked good
1: or like Tron, like the original Tron, like at the time was just like this revolutionary thing. And it was like, you watch it now and it's like, whoa, that is really bad. But that I was could like an after effects. Yeah I, could, yeah, I could whip that out in no time at all.
0: What's that movie uh, Escape from New York where they didn't have a budget for doing uh, like a digital display? Mm-hmm. So they wanted to have like a, what looked like a virtual, you know, display of the city. In like you know with all neon you know like you'd get it in the green and whatever and it would look like how it was constructed back in the day you know when it, you wanted to make something look futuristic it had to be a green mm. um and so they instead of like you know making a computer program with that they just built <laughs> a green city like with, with all these like illuminated bulbs and then filmed that <laughs> yeah is that our dinosaur chat, done? Do we have any other is, dinosaur that stuff? That is, we
1: have a great bonus fact coming up after a little discussion on kind of that uh, changing sex and animals and another movie myth that we're going to debunk Um so uh, Finding Nemo is going to be our target on this one.
0: I've never seen Finding Nemo. What? That's a great movie. I know. It's really well. Good. You've got kids. Yeah. You've but, got kids. But, I imagine you saw it with your kids, right?
1: I've, I saw it a lot before that, but I did. <laughs> I did work at a video store when <laughs> okay. it came out, so at the time, so we watched all the kids' uh, movies. Man, we put because we, we could only watch things that were like rated G, you know, put on in the video stores. So ah, uh, uh, okay. So we we seen yeah. them all, and that no, that's a that's a that's a legitimate, you know, Pixar. That was a good one. I
0: like that one. I, I figure when I do have kids, I, I, I'm like, I've never seen, maybe I've seen Monsters, Inc. Maybe I haven't seen Monsters, Inc., but there's all yeah. these movies like yeah. Shrek. Never seen that. Um, wait, yeah, wait. I know.
1: I've never seen there all of this stuff. There's some good ones. Like, like... So like Shrek. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I didn't care for Monsters, Inc., although a lot of people like it. Um, Finding Nemo, uh, The Incredibles. You've seen Incredibles? That's, that's No, a... i never seen that. That one's actually, that's just a good movie. Like Forget about a kid's movie. <laughs> okay. That's just a good movie in general. What are some other good ones? Oh, one of my favorite movies of all time, like uh, legitimately, is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Like, it's in probably my top five. Love that movie. Seriously? Yeah. The second one, the second one's no good, but the first one, just watch that. That movie is great. It's hilarious.
0: Okay, I still haven't read *The Count of Monte Cristo*. That was your oh, that was your yeah. last recommendation to me. I haven't started that yet. I'm finishing Musk's biography. Oh, nice. Uh, so, and then I'm going to move on to that. Uh, where were we?
1: Yeah. So feedback discussion. Uh, Nicholas Dodd still still commenting on the on the latest posting of, about the whistle.
0: Oh, this is like feedback discussion about this podcast. Is this where we're moving this to in these episodes? I so don't know. I just it didn't and then really we have some more dinosaur stuff. makes really sense. Know I'm into it.
1: Where else to put it? You know, if we're just going to be on these, so yeah.
0: Sorry, Nicholas Dodd, he was saying something.
1: Yeah, please do not bring back the whistle. We'll download podcast on phone if you promise. So I'm going to hold you to we that, Nicholas promise. Dodd. Yeah. I, see, I, I wanna, hope you're
0: listening to this on your phone, Dodd. Yeah,
1: email us at podcast at com and confirm. I want a screenshot. Uh, Ryan Gordon, I've got
0: one here. Love the podcast and the discussion. Not a big fan of the interviews. I hope the interviews aren't going to be an every episode thing. I like it much better when there's just discussion on interesting topics.
1: Well, Mr. Gordon, voila. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I do want to know why. Why? What What about the interviews don't you like versus the other like is uh, specifically like some feedback? I, I know why. I can answer this question for Ryan. Yeah. What's it's that? because
0: people know us for facts, like facts are what we do. And even if I think our interviews are good, maybe that's just because I'm not very self-critical, <laughs> but I think, you know, It's good interviews. It's just what people know us for Mm -hmm. are being fact machines. We provide like it's like dinosaurs and eyeballs. And, you know, if we do an interview, it's a very different thing. It doesn't mean it's not good. It just means it's not what people are used
1: to. I was wondering if it was like, do we need to be like tighter, like like where it is more like like almost like a you know we're hammering the questions rather than sort of a little yeah. bit less conversation, more more like almost like a job interview, but like really hammering to get the interesting facts out of the person, you know the the interesting person with their expertise is that is that. Is that sort of like, would that make it better or would that make it worse? So some people like the conversation, um, I'm sure it would make it worse for the interviewer or interviewee. Interview it. And, and I think,
0: look, even if we were talking to the dude who did this research on that eye thing where he built the models of late with lasers of dinosaurs and mm-hmm. we were talking to this guy, it wouldn't be as interesting as when we just punch out some facts because we can throw in other stuff at the same time. Like he did no research on how fast dinosaurs run, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. But like when we're not interviewing someone two minutes later, we could be talking about how, yeah, you could definitely outrun a dinosaur Mm. in a jeep yeah and it's just when it's an interview it doesn't really have that same ability to just punch 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 you know from Mm -hmm. one thing to the other yeah but i i don't know i'm kind of guessing what ryan is is thinking here ryan ryan gordon i would love it if you followed up or anyone else or anyone else yeah that's true we don't although i don't know maybe i've just got such you know i just thought i only want ryan's opinion (laughs) (laughs) that's all i need uh anyone else uh Pelican. Wait, are we done are we done with Ryan? I've just got Yeah, you know, we're done with Ryan. We... <laughs> okay. Pelican. Pel Pelican. Pe- Pel Pelican. Uh, I'm loving the show by the way. I notice sometimes you end up doing video topics that are somewhat related to the show, like the FedEx guy gambling his uh live live his I'm assuming the FedEx guy gambling his last money for the mm-hmm. We we did a video about FedEx and how they were down to like their last what $4,000 or something and it wasn't podcast. enough to get the plane. That was in the podcast. Sorry, yeah, podcast. <laughs> this was yeah, you get confused. There's a lot of stuff. It, it going totally on. does um, <laughs> uh, about the FedEx guy gambling his last like four thousand dollars to keep the company afloat because the planes couldn't take off, and so he just went to Vegas and won like forty grand or something insane, which was just enough. And then they got like a hundred million in funding or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then and then there was the British guy who basically liquidated his entire assets, took them to Vegas, and put it on red. Yeah. And
1: that one, that one was, that one was the, the video. That one was a video. Of that the, was a
0: video. Yeah
1: just coincidence right i didn't plan that it actually i thought this was i thought it was interesting to answer because uh yeah that is like it wasn't planned. like no we don't we don't plan it usually on when it comes to when we're posting stuff and stuff like that but it does like all the time this is where we come up with so many of our topics is when you are researching one topic like the fedex guy and this gambling thing like you'll come Mm -hmm. across these other things uh, that are similar and it's like oh and so like you'll research one and you might get like four or five article ideas or video ideas out of that one thing just sort of a tangent thing that you came across and you're like oh i'm going to look into this more later um so you kind of note it and so yeah a lot of these like similar topics um yeah th- th- that's exactly what happens um quite often but yeah, but we don't I imagine at some
0: point you'll come across like a top 10 video for me and it'll be like the top 10 crazy gambles and you're
1: like oh that's a crazy gamble <laughs> yeah yeah, and so yeah this is uh this is why that happens sometimes but we don't we're, we're not organized enough to actually uh do it quite like that
0: the idea like I, I don't know how many videos we've got in production right now but it's it's in it's got to be like 20 or 30. Um, well yeah you' I put, being made I currently. spent like
1: I spent like a long time doing like I don't know what was it like 50 scripts and then I noticed like and then I looked at the other day and I yeah, was like those, oh those, those, are, those are done he's already done with them. I was, all. I was
0: being modest I've, had a, yeah. I've, I've pretty i've been on a sane insane recording binge i know and then I, weeks, felt like, I felt like i felt like constantly
1: like i need to whip out more now but i was i thought i had a little time but here we
0: are no we're good we're good i just wanted to get ahead so we could focus on, podcasts on the, uh, and, uh, and the, all the other stuff, coming and stuff up. And
1: the new two do yeah. we want to talk about it now or just uh, we'll talk about it later the two new things we got coming up
0: i always love some self-promotion what have we got coming up yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's our podcast we can do what we want
1: pretty soon we're gonna be doing for people uh who might like it we're gonna doing like a today in history month and so we're going to still do our normal videos on the channel but then on top of that there's going to be an additional video every day well every weekday of, of uh, today in history something that happened and we're going to see you know how people like it and um and where it goes from there, that's one of the things.
0: And we're doing this in the summer because we hate money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the worst yeah. The worst advertising revenue is always in the summer or in gen- yeah. January in the summer.
1: Well, the, the, hopefully uh, it'll work out in that we'll just make the same as we always made, even though double the videos are actually triple when we announce the, the next thing as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and then the next thing... The wow, next, we really are masochists, I mean... <laughs> yeah, the next thing... So I was doing these quick facts on the... Um, I just wanted to see how people would react on the community stuff. I thought it would be interesting. Yeah. You know, you, YouTube people hate text, but it's quick, you know? So I thought, okay, let's see. And and the response was like overwhelmingly positive. People loved the quick facts. And a lot of people were like, why don't you just make a video out of this? And it's like, well... YouTube algorithm doesn't like short stuff like this. This would these would be like 30 second videos, 60 second videos. Mm-hmm. And then and there's like, well, actually, like who cares? Like there's actually a lot of advantages to this. And then there's a lot of people who don't like our longer form content. And these the quick facts, they're they're interesting. They're really good. Um and so I thought let's just start putting these out maybe daily and see how people react.
0: I think, you know, and we're getting a bit into the into the weeds here on like YouTube specifics, but I think my general attitude towards stuff, and you hear like a lot of people talking about different things, like, oh, YouTube needs this and it needs that. But I generally think if you're making content that people like and you're not trying like if you're if you're making like 30 second videos to game the system or something, and like like people would do back in the day and it would yeah. like show an ad and then there'd be basically just like tons of ads and very little content. But if you're making something something with the intention of it for people to you know oh uh, yeah maybe the youtube algorithm doesn't like this so much but we think people will like it yep. generally over the long term i think youtube is going to find a way to reward you for making stuff that people actually like exactly than, that's, you know,
1: that's always should be the focus and that was I was surprised how much people were liking it on the community stuff like the the reach on it was for a text content i can tell you like people youtubers hate reading like i cannot get (laughs) i cannot get anybody from youtube to go actually read articles on the site like nobody and and my site content the people who read the site they hate the youtube they're like stop making videos i hate this and it's like vice versa and so the fact that the the people were reading it and like the response was just like yeah this is awesome like make videos because you know obviously they want the video form more Um, because it's YouTube but like the reach was almost the same as a lot of our videos when you look at the like dislike ratios and stuff like that so it's like yeah this could be a thing people like I don't know we'll try it for a month and see if people hate it we'll stop and if people like it we'll continue But they are very interesting. It's like not just, you know, content for quick content sake, because it's actually not quick. These quick facts. One of the reasons I struggle to put them out consistently is because they do take a long time to research. It's not like you can just look something up real quick. Like the writing side is super quick compared to the normal articles. But the research side really isn't that much quicker than researching an article sometimes um, because you just got to go real deep and broad and make sure. And that but that is one of the strengths of today. I found out quick facts, I think, is every other site I know that does quick facts. They're really inaccurate always kind of they play it up they'll exaggerate things just to make it more you know interesting or whatever and like that we don't do that at all and so i think i actually think this is one area where i think i don't know of another another site that does quick facts better than we do it whereas you know there are other sites that do great you know educational content and articles and stuff
0: i'm excited to bring some of these to youtube mm-hmm. i think it's uh hopefully youtube will reward us for doing something that is actually nice rather than just syncing it because the content is so short but uh, i i have high hopes and i think it will be fun to do And uh, so, so it's experimenting, right?
1: Yeah, things. if people hate it, we'll stop. But uh, if if the yes. comment, if the community tab thing is any any indication, I think people are really anything to like go it. by. It should be great.
0: Yeah. Should we talk some more about dinosaur? Related? I mean, it's not really dinosaur. Like, uh, yeah, no, some, something about clownfish, right? Yeah, you so talk we're gonna about go finding Nemo.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna debunk another one in uh, a bonus fact. Here is the we're gonna talk about clownfish or an. an, an Let's
0: ruin some more
1: movies. <laughs> yeah, this one actually, <laughs> I have a whole dedicated article which I think we have done in video form once about yes. just like. Picking through Finding Nemo, basically. I mean, that wasn't really, like, the intent when I first started, but it ended up being, like, this whole thing, like, just going through Finding Nemo and everything that was wrong with it. But, um, so in this particular case, we're looking at Clownfish, and they're looking at their, uh, so you haven't seen it, so this, so a a central part of the plot is so, like, the, the spoilers for people, but, um, so the dad fish right like the mom fish dies she gets killed right at the beginning because is like pixar's thing Uh is to you know rip your heart out right at the beginning that's what they do now and so
0: well i I saw the intro to that up movie yeah i've seen that movie that was so sad oh gosh
1: that one just i saw that actually at the drive-in at first and it was just like a gut punch right there like right at the beginning just like oh
0: man shed a single tear
1: yeah this is but finding Nemo kind of starts off the same way they have you know the dad and okay. mom fish are there and they have all these eggs they're about to you know hatch mm-hmm. or whatever and then this this fish comes along and eats the mom and eats all the fish except for one uh, eats all the little okay. eggs except for one and so the dad's left with this this little Nemo or whatever but the thing is in real life what would have actually have happened was the dad would have turned into the mom uh, because clownfish they change sex they all are they're all born male. Oh. They're all born male. And then it's sort of the dominant male of, a, of like a little school of fish or whatever little, in a little area will become the female. So it, it gets access to most food. It kind of fattens up and then it becomes a female fish. And then it picks uh, among the available males um, around. It will pick the Though basically, it's usually just the one that's the biggest, you know, the one and the one that's the biggest by virtue of the fact that it's bigger will kind of get more food because it'll fight off the other fish to, you know, the other males to get first dibs on any food. And so it'll, you know, maintain its status that way. But if the the female fish in a little region, a little school of fish dies, then the usually the dominant male will then fatten up even more because it'll have access to more food and then it will become female and then it will pick, you know, and the cycle kind of continues itself so uh, in in actuality what would have happened was um the 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 dad um, Marlin would have turned into the mom yeah i
0: mean I, i've never seen finding nemo but i'm guessing this would be a pretty pretty major change to the storyline
1: yeah well and not the bigger change to the storyline is that if a if an egg is um if a if the clownfish's egg is damaged or has like fungus or whatever going on it the male fish uh, will just eat it and <laughs> so oh. and nemo this was a plot point as well nemo his egg was damaged um, in the thing so yes oh like a, no so they would have been, oh. just he would have just eaten eaten him and then yeah that would have been the end of nemo
0: well i'm glad this movie was unrealistic i mean i, I feel like with the jurassic park one it'd be like yeah we could have got rid of that and it would have you know they could have found another way for dramatic effect yeah this yeah. this this would have really changed finding nemo <laughs> yeah it would have been markedly no no movie there
1: yeah and so uh, if people are kind of like why how did they sort of evolve this 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 weird kind of thing um, and it was just because they, they are so dependent on their little um, anem- anemones to to survive, you know, to, for protection, um, the sea anemones. Yeah. Uh, so it's, they have, have the symbiotic relationship there. And so because of that, they don't really travel around very much. They kind of stay close to their little homes. And so if they didn't have that, they wouldn't really, you know, it'd be kind of a breeding issue in a given little region. So they have that to sort of evolve this ability to, to breed without having to travel about and look for a mate. Wait, what by, by... by changing sex? How? by changing sex oh, so it, without okay. it without it if they didn't uh, if they didn't you know if they, if all the females in a region died or whatever and you know then there's no more females then that little that little section is gone but because they kind of they're all born male and now and they um, uh, one of them will, they can, they have the ability to change female you know it works out for them
0: I have no idea how all that chromosomal stuff's going to work on that one but I'm assuming that... Yeah.
1: It, it, well, it might, it, be like, it might be like, you know, like humans that we all, you know, for the most part, like it's amazing, like one of the things people don't know, which we've covered, I know before, uh, is that uh, males in the humans actually have the ability to lactate and to breastfeed um, babies. Like this is... Yeah, we've had this discussion. Yeah. this Or we've done a video about it because yeah. I know this. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's not you even... you got to
0: get on some pills, right?
1: Yeah, well... Yeah, you can. Or and there's even um, some ways. There's some people who have done it naturally without having to get on the pills. It's it is just a hormonal thing. We uh, uh, males have all the right equipment. I just need the right uh, external stimuli to make it happen, and um, you sound very defensive there. Like there are some males,
0: uh, (laughs) not speaking from personal experience.
1: (laughs) No, and you know what's funny? So you know, my brother has this um, the medical medical confessions. uh, Medical, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So so they're always they're always YouTube channel. Check it out. Yeah, they're always doing kind of these crazy things. Like they have like tasing the the girls. You know, so he has it's two girls and him, and they're both paramedic firefighters. And so they're just talking about like medical fun, interesting stuff. And so they also have access to police. And so they have, I don't know if they put it out yet, but they're going to tase just to talk about what happens to the body when you get tased. And so the police department near them was like, yeah, sure, we'll tase you. Like, we got these new <laughs> tasing guns. We'll see. And so it's always like the, the girls are always having to do these things, like all these random things that are like not enjoyable. And this was one I was like, you know, this is one like you could do like you take this hormone and then you got it and then and then like totally the way his work was he would totally be the milkman after that like this would be the thing he would never live this down And and he was like yeah and he was like yeah that's a great idea but, you know, he didn't actually want to do it. I'm
0: never going to bring this up. you got to bring it up to his co-host. No, he, he,
1: he did because he felt bad because he has, I can't remember the other ones, but you got like the tasing and you got like... Wait,
0: oh, why are the girls the ones getting tased? I feel yeah. like Scott should be the one
1: getting tased. Well, I think because he's the one who tells the facts, you know, he's kind of the, the fact guy there with the, all okay. his medical knowledge and everything. And so... Wait, um, so
0: if we were in this, if, if we were in this, <laughs> yeah, I'd you, definitely be the
1: dude getting tased. He'd he be the one getting tased, <laughs> yeah. Because I got to talk about it while, while we're, you know, while exactly. getting tased. I'd just be like... <laughs> so it's always them have, getting... you ever been, have you ever been tased? No The worst part apparently Is the not so much The tasing part But the after effect Of having to get the barbs Out of your skin Because they just kind of Got to rip them out Like it's like a barb oh, wait
0: They're getting shot With like one of those things? Yeah. I'm not just
1: like You know the handheld taser Oh no yeah The handheld taser Those aren't Those aren't bad i've never been but people there's don't nothing, describe them it's nothing they're they're not that powerful but no that the ones that the police actually shoot at you and like that they shoot the barbs embedded the little hook yeah barbs no, I've, seen, I've seen the
0: youtube videos yeah i just assumed they weren't getting the bobs put in their skin
1: no and so yeah to get those out they just kind of rip them out because there's no good way to get oh. the barbed thing out and so yeah this is oh. this is the thing so they had done a bunch of them so he he actually did tell him he was like yeah this is a thing we could do i guess i don't know if they i don't think he's actually done it but yeah it's 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 a prolactin, I think, is all it is. You just got to buy. I think, I don't know if you can get it on Amazon, but, you know, uh, <laughs> it, is a, it is a thing. Take it and you got all the equipment and you'll start, you know, making some milk. And And bodybuilders actually have this. It's called in uh, kind of a colloquial term is the bodybuilder chest milk. Um, so you get your if you get your hormones too out of whack with like, you know, going too extreme on your workouts and you're. Your diet and everything that sometimes you'll men will just start lactating and like during um world war ii a lot of the people from the concentration camps when they got out because of the way their liver wasn't processing things right and some of their systems were kind of half shut down in their body uh they would get prolactin build up in their systems and so when they first started eating again properly they had this problem where a lot of them were would start lactating just all the guys were lactating and stuff then you go next time on brain food <laughs> yeah well and
0: people it's like oh my coffee's a little bit black <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, so, and and also, as far as uh, tests have been done on, there hasn't been a lot of studies done on the the male milk, but it turns out mm-hmm. like it seems to be that it's mo- it's the same sort of nutritional composition as the as the women's, but so it's good stuff. Wow
0: yeah um let's 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 not bring this up with our wives and girlfriends yeah
1: this is this was i think one of the number one comments on the youtube video and it is like you fool what are you doing like yeah is that is like the wor- one one of the worst parts about you know as you know, so you give birth you have this horrible like you got to give birth and then afterwards you have this you know year or whatever where you got to constantly breastfeed and particularly in the beginning when the kid's not sleeping you're getting up every couple hours and like this is a horrible horrible long-term thing and if you could yeah. just have like 50 percent of the partner going in and
0: breastfeeding like a friend of mine who's recently had a kid was like whatever you do don't tell them that formula is okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well yeah well see eventually what you'll get. what you'll do is you get where they can get enough milk supply to pump too so you can have the bottles even without formula you know and then you then you're you're in on it as well but um yeah but yeah this is another way to get in on it just uh take some prolactin supplement and uh Make it happen.
0: Uh, we or we'll just get a pump. <laughs> yeah,
1: this could be like a viral video, though. Like if you have a kid or something, it's like Simon Whistler Milkman. You know, like, oh no,
0: please no! It's this, not worth this it. This would definitely. It's not worth it. Brought to you by Skillshare. <laughs> <laughs> or no, uh, uh, what about hymns? Hymns, right? It's got to oh. be a Hims sponsor. Oh wow! I mean, they've got they've got their other medical products, so like this could be their their fourth one. It could be like Uh, stuff for the the modern man. For the modern man who wants to
1: help their wife out, you know, this is just going to be inconsiderate.
0: Wow, we got to get in touch with him. (laughs) Um, What else is up on today's? What else? I mean, I think I I need to move on from male milk.
1: Now, that's all I I was going to talk about. Uh, There was a vulture thing with the, um, but I decided it was too long. But uh, uh, yeah, it was sort of... um, talking about their vision so i don't know nothing you
0: decided the vulture thing about vision was too long after we just spent 15 minutes talking about man men lactating yeah this was dude
1: it was just about the why how come vultures can eat like dead things all the time and not die and it's quite interesting but the problem was it was too interesting where like i kept trying to cut it down to just like the meat of the of the issue and uh and it was like well no but i want to include this bit like this and so then it ended up being like a full length like it might as well just be its own episode at that point and I also think it's too. In- people can't handle it. Yeah, it's it's just too intro. Their
0: brains, yeah, yeah, they would explode. Graffiti on their brain cells. Uh, we could tease it. We
1: could do like a. It's it's too much. We couldn't even. We could do a whole podcast on vultures. I mean, I mean, we'd have to add some extra stuff. It would only be about twenty minutes, but it's it's interesting. Vultures are fascinating. They got. Uh, it's not. You think like all vultures like this. You don't want those around, but actually, you do. Absolutely want those around. And India is actually having a problem with this right now. Is a lot of their vulture population has died off. And this is like a major problem for, uh, for the spread of disease and stuff. Um, and uh, they're trying to fix the issue because vultures, it turns out, they, they kind of, they're dead-end hosts. They get rid of disease, like where vultures are. And they kind of get rid of a lot of the diseases that are spread by, you know, dead bodies and stuff and animals that have died of disease. Uh, the vultures are the dead-end hosts. They stop it. They stop it in its tracks. And uh, it's kind of interesting how they do it and everything.
0: I think we could do an episode on this. We could do like 20 minutes on vultures and then we could bulk out the rest of it with male lactation for 40 minutes. (laughs) Uh, You know, based on today's episode, we, we can absolutely do that.
1: So that's it. That's today's episode. That's
0: today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Always appreciate it. Uh, Do remember, we are still looking for, I mean, I I guess we're always going to be looking for reviews, but uh, especially at the beginning, it's extra important. So uh, if you want to head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review, that would be amazing. We're at 91 right now. When we get to 100, we're going to give away uh, an Amazon gift card of 100 bucks in whatever your local currency is if you're not working in bucks um, or whatever. So, yeah, we'll figure that out later. But go leave us a review. That would be awesome. What do, what else do people say? I always say rate and review the podcast, but yeah, I, I don't know what the difference between rate and review is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Please yeah. go rate and review the podcast.
1: Yeah, I assume. I assume review would be maybe people assume you're going to actually leave some text, and rate would maybe just be the star review, perhaps.
0: That's true. Right now we have 45 actual. Oh, I see. Okay, it says average rating 91 ratings, and then
1: 45 oh, customer so that is, reviews. So, so, so that is it. All right, right then. There you yeah, go. and if uh, mystery if, solved, if people don't want to leave it there, they can also you can email us at podcasts at todayifoundout.com or go check out on the forum to discuss the episode. We put a thread up uh, for each episode to see if people want to. want to talk about whatever in the episode and point out any mistakes we made or whatever.
0: Come say hi, forums.todayfoundout.com. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in a few days for another one. I'll just be like,